welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Lehman's on the Square in Kidron, Ohio. We're glad you've joined us. This is our 65th anniversary of doing business, and I'm happy to welcome Roger, who has not been with us for 65 years, but has been a long-term employee. So, Roger, uh, tell us what your position is at Layman's. I do work in the hardware and garden area mainly, but I kind of work all over the store because it seems like (laughs) I've been here long enough that people know that I know quite a little bit about a lot of the stuff that we sell, mainly because I use some of it. Yeah. How did you learn that? Did you know all that when you started at Layman's? No. No? (laughs) Not really. So what was your life like before you started at Layman's? I mean, I grew up as a farm kid and, you know, probably dad wanted to teach me stuff and I probably ran the other way, you know. (laughs) Sure. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's something that interests me, so now I want to learn more about it. So that's what I've done is actually took a thing and bought it and took it home and see how it works and make and make different things. What I, I mean, I've baked my own yogurt. I've made butter. I've made ground my own flour with the different mills that we've got. You've made soap. I make soap, goat milk soap, and because we've used soap we purchased here that was goat milk. It does was so good on our skin and stuff. I thought, well, heck, I can go make this myself. Well, as an employee here that works with Roger, I have to tell you, we have often been the beneficiary of his home-baked bread or uh, the the annual maple syrup tasting or the goat's milk soap. And uh, you're often experimenting. I, I know with the soap, you're like, oh, try this one. I added this or that. Do you have, is that just a guessing game or do you have some ideas of things that you'd like to try in the future? Uh, a lot of it's just, I guess, kind of learn as you go. I do some research and see what different scents or something like that may work together well in the soaps, you know, that type of thing. Or or even baking, I see something that I kind of want to try, I'll try it. Sure, and you probably learn from customers as well as teaching customers. Yeah. Is there any customer interaction that really sticks out to you? Well, I had one here today. We're actually here, if you come to Layman's here, we're running a reverse osmosis system taking out about 70% of the water out of the maple sap. And so we're doing that here in a unit that we put together and so people can see it. So we'll have a lot of customers to stop and ask questions and or they are inquisitive. So I'll ask them if they have questions. And then from there, we answer their questions, tell them what's going on, what we're doing, and show them from basically start to finish of what the product's like, and they get to taste the, the end result. And you also teach several classes here. I do. You teach maple syrup? I teach maple syrup usually in January, and then in October, I think, is when I do my soap goat milk soap class. Right. Do you remember what the first thing you did that was kind of the first step on your homesteading journey? Uh, I think it was probably grinding flour, I believe, is what I did. Right, to, to bake bread. To bake bread. And boy, is that bread good. I tell you what, he brings it in and we cook it on the wood cook stove and we churn our own butter. Oh, my goodness, it is yep. delicious. Do you remember any big failures that you had? Something that you <laughs> tried that just did not go well? Well, the nice thing about failures is you learn from them. Right. Um, I mean, I've had some yogurt that didn't turn out quite right. Uh, I've had butter where it was too cold and it had to crank for quite a while because it needs to be warm. Room temperature works the best. Uh, I've even had some goat milk soap that didn't turn out right. You know, just to give you an example, I did a lip balm and and the goat milk didn't dissolve. 
So because of that, I didn't want to really sell it, but I gave it out for kicks and giggles. Well, now I got people buying it because it's like a lip scrub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes oh, yeah. your mistakes turn out to be something that is a good thing. Oh, sure, sure. I've heard that about, I think, Post-it notes and Whiteout and a few other products right. that were actually oops mistakes yeah. when they were invented. Um, what is next on your list? Well, at this point, I haven't really gave it a whole lot of thought of what I'm doing. I'm always working on things that are, you know, with the goat milk, trying to figure out something. I mean, I make a lotion, but I was looking for a liquid one, but I haven't found one that I like. The bar soap that I have is my best. Yeah. What is it about goat's milk that is so good for soaps and lotions? Well, and your goat milk's got a lot of the vitamins in it. It's got some minerals in it um, that helps to soften your skin, keep it moisturized. The... Um, some of that one of the things that you know you feed your goats selenium because like in this area here in Ohio way where our soil is shortage of selenium so you have to feed extra to several the goats to have and because of that selenium some scientists have seen that maybe it has helps to kind of curb the skin cancer problem a little oh, bit now what is selenium selenium is selenium. What it's called. yeah it's a trace mineral that's in the soil hmm. and I think I'd heard at one time when we burnt coal that it came from the coal because, it, of course, the coal came from the soil. So it, when you burnt coal, why it kind of put it back in the soil huh. on top. Interesting. So <clears throat> here is a key question. Do goats, in fact, have really soft skin? Um. I don't know. I can't get past the hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, and I guess they aren't using the soap either. No. So do you raise goats? I do. I have uh, 10 females and two billies. And isn't it about kidding season in March? Yes, it is. I've got one already that was born in uh, December, and i got about three of them that's all about ready to pop any day. Probably I'll wait till it's really bad weather or cold. Of and then course, they'll probably have in the middle of the night, <laughs> right? Yeah, of course. Much. Now, what will you do with those goats? Uh, most of them I will sell. There may be a couple that I may keep. And what other livestock do you have on your property? Uh, chickens is the only other thing that I have other than like a few cats. But right. you know, we have ch chickens that we raise for the eggs. Right. And then do you sell some of the eggs? I do sell some of the eggs, yes. Yep. I've actually seen a demonstration, and maybe you've done it, a store-bought egg and a fresh egg. And how different they look. The store-bought mm -hmm. egg is smaller, paler runnier and the fresh egg is just a pop of orange on bright white and so much bigger that is correct we had a granddaughter that we were raising and she was eating our eggs and we ran out one time so she, my wife bought a dozen eggs and she was frying eggs for tessa there and and tessa says those are not grandpa's eggs I want grandpa's eggs. That's she, right. She was three years old and she noticed it. Yeah, so, she yeah. knew that. Oh, that's awesome. Do you ever <clears throat> think you would do cattle or horses? Uh, I wouldn't do horses, but as far as cattle, I, I keep looking at the Dexter cattle. They're a small breed. You can milk them. They have about a 4% butter fat. So I'd kind of like to do that way. That way I could have my own source of uh, cream for the make butter and sure. different things like that. Which would go great with your bread. Yep. Now, I know our good friend Joel Salatin says with livestock, the bigger they are, the more work they are. Mm -hmm. So, of course, chickens are some of the smallest, and then goats, right. and then cows, and then horses. So, uh, have you ever thought about raising rabbits? Uh, I have one rabbit. forgot about that. Okay. That was one of Tessa's. Okay. <laughs> that I ended up being the one inherited to take care of it. <laughs> sure, sure. Do you cook from scratch, you or your wife, your family? Yeah, pretty much we do. 
you know, most of what we make is pretty much a scratch uh, item that we come up with. And my wife's a very good cook, and so do I. And a lot of times our kitchen's not big enough for both of us wow. <laughs> when we're trying to both try to do something. Right. But uh, We hear from so many of our customers that basically say they're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And when you think about it, the food is the fuel that we put in our body mm-hmm. to keep going. And so if you've got bad fuel, you've got low energy. And I, I really feel like a lot of the over-processed, over-packaged foods that aren't even real food anymore uh, just aren't good for us. So right. you sound like you're getting very close to your food source. Mm-hmm. Um, do you garden? <clears throat> I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. We try to raise uh, tomatoes and green beans. A lot of what we eat, like I say, we'd like to raise some cattle to raise my own beef too, but that I haven't done. Um, one thing you just mentioned, you said you plant in the garden what you like to eat. Mm-hmm. We've had customers ask what to put in their garden, and the answer is grow in your garden what you like to eat, right? So if you hate green beans, don't plant green beans. That's correct. Um, And the (laughs) the other two keys for a good garden is basically soil and sun. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you say that, and I've heard our good friend Karen Geyser say that too. So if you weren't working at Layman's, Roger, what would you be doing? Doesn't have to be in homesteading. Doesn't, I mean, your, your, your dream, not even career, but your dream life, what would it look like? Uh, not probably a whole lot of different than what I'm doing now. I mean, I've done lawn care. I've worked for other people, different things like that. Pretty much, you know, I grew up a farm kid, so that's kind of what's in my blood. That's kind of what I like to do. Well, you sound very content. If your dream life isn't much different than your current life, I'm very happy for you. No, thank you. All right, that was Roger from our gardening department here at Layman's. We are glad you joined us for today's episode of Solutions for a Simpler Life. Take care and be nice to each other. This is Glenda Layman Irvin with Layman's, where we stand for a simpler life. Thanks for listening. For more, visit layman's.com. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.